I want to welcome everyone back to the Psychedelic Spotlight Podcast. I'm David Flores, CEO of Global Track Solutions. And today I'm excited because we have a new guest here to the podcast. He is the CEO of Haven Life Sciences. Uh, you can find them on the Canadian Securities Exchange under the ticker symbol H-A-V-N. Mr. Tim Moore. Tim, thank you so much for taking time to join me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, David. It's great to be here. I'm glad uh, to get in front of you and your audience this morning. Yeah, we're very excited to have you on. So I guess to kick things off here, I'd like to open up the platform to you and give you an opportunity to share a little bit about Haven Life, especially for those out there who are maybe coming across the company for the first time and give us uh, an overview of what the company is involved in and uh, maybe share a little bit about some of the news that recently came out about the uh, gearing up for the product launch here in early Q1 of 2021. So uh, with that, I just want to throw it over to you. Great. Thanks very much. So um, Haven Life has uh, two parallel strategies, uh, one focused on restricted compounds, so Haven Labs, and then the other on uh, natural health products or uh, nutritional supplements. So let me talk first about labs, what we're up to there. Uh, it's very much evidence-based, science-based. Um, what we saw as an opportunity in the marketplace is, um, as a gap was to build an end-to-end -end supply chain of naturally derived uh, compounds. Uh, there's several hundred psychedelic studies in field right now around the world. And most of them are using synthetic psilocybin um, because naturally derived is difficult to get. Um, and uh, there really isn't a GMP supply of naturally derived. So they're using the synthetic. Um, challenge there is it's super expensive, um, 7,000 to $20,000 a gram, depending on who you are, when you're buying it. Um, and a lot of the patients are rejecting the synthetic um, the same way that synthetic THC did not find much of an audience. So we looked at that and rather than taking a three to five year runway of doing our own clinical research, we, we're building a supply chain to support the research that's out there. And we'll, uh, we'll be growing mushrooms, extracting, um, and then doing various compounds. Um, we'll do uh, isolates as well as full spectrum. We see there's an opportunity for an entourage effect here given the number of compounds that are in these mushrooms. Plus we have uh, right now a catalog of 24 genetics uh, that we'll be able to work with. So um, we'll be able to custom make product for the researchers and, and then do the, um, the, the dosing and packaging. So send them prepackaged. So um, we expect to be in revenue on the lab side uh, in the second half of 2021. So that's pretty exciting. Um, we're in construction of our lab right now. We'll have the first uh, psychedelic lab in Vancouver um, and, um, be able to, when we get our, our dealer's license, we'll be able to ship from there uh, anywhere. Um, we can export uh, to anyone that's uh, appropriately licensed in their jurisdiction. So um, we have a supply agreement with um, a study that's ongoing at the University of Wisconsin, and we're working on supply agreements with other uh, researchers as well. So uh, that's the lab side. Um, the other side, which is Haven Retail, we're doing uh, NHP natural health products or, or nutritional supplements. And those products, although they're still uh, serotonin um, active or uh, do other, have other effects on the body, um, they're not restricted the same way that psilocybin is. So in fact, they fall under the same rules as melatonin, chondroitin, glucosamine, or, or even ginger. Um, so you, you know, under either Health Canada or the FDA, you have to follow those guidelines. But we have our first seven formulas are, um, have been approved. Uh, we're in manufacturing processing right now. We've got uh, labels and bottles on order. We've scheduled line time. We've just announced uh, today our first customer, which is uh, Nestor's Markets in Vancouver. 
Um, they're part of the Pattison Group, so that's a, a large, uh, a very sophisticated retail uh, operator in Canada that operates a number of banners. And we're starting with Nestor's because th that's the place where we believe consumers will be looking for this type of a product. Um, and we'll be shipping to them um, in the first quarter of uh, 2021. And we're in discussions with a number of other retailers and hope to have additional announcements there as well. So um, that gets us in revenue on both sides of our business before the end of 2021. Very good stuff. And uh, I want to talk a little bit too about uh, your experience. I know you mentioned uh, you know, THC and synthetic THC. And I know one thing that stands out you know, to me about your background and your experiences, the time you spent in the cannabis industry. And uh, like myself, you know, you were involved in that space in the very early days of it. You sort of saw the pitfalls, uh, a lot of the mistakes that a lot of the early companies and ventures made as everyone sort of rushed to try and get their hands on anything they possibly could in the cannabis space. And with that, you know, we're seeing something sort of similar, you know, take place here in the psychedelic space, not, not an identical by any stretch of imagination, but somewhat similar. But I think that experience, having that experience under your belt is incredibly important and certainly very valuable. So share with me a little bit about how that experience is helping you sort of shape the path ahead here for Haven Life to make sure that it doesn't fall into the same sort of mistakes and traps that we saw in the cannabis space. Yeah. So let's start with our team. We built our team to avoid one of the issues that we did see in cannabis, which was many companies were too slow in, in bringing business operators onto their team. So in the early days, a lot of these uh, companies had stock promoters and growers and they got a bunch of cash and their best idea was let's build a 2 million square foot greenhouse. Um, but they didn't have anyone that really had taken a company through to revenue or done quarterly earnings reports or anything else. So as we built our team, we've got a, a great science team, but we counterbalanced that and complemented it with people like myself, for example, I've got 35 years in consumer packaged goods. Um, so I've been through product launches and quarterly reports and all the rest of it. Um, our executive chairman, Vic Neufeld, he was at Jameson Labs. So he's been through that as well. Our chief science officer was at Jameson Labs. Um, um, another of our board members uh, was, has been in nutraceuticals for a number of years. So we've got good operational experience to complement the science side. Um, and I think the, the, another of the, the big differences is uh, cannabis um, had a very large recreational play where psilocybin does not. Um, we're certainly not talking about recreational use. We're talking about therapeutic use, medical use to support all of that research that's been ongoing over the decades, but the drug got caught up in the war on drugs and got uh, stigmatized um, uh, unfairly. And now given the uh, increased awareness around uh, mental health and the rising uh, issues of mental health, we're now seeing people seeking out psilocybin. So, you know, policymakers, you know, like Oregon and Washington DC, where they recently decriminalized it, is indicative of that. In Canada, we've seen a number of people be given um, personal exemptions to um, deal with end-of-life anxiety. And then now we've seen people with cancer that aren't um, in palliative care but are just ill um, being granted exemptions. So we think that we're going to see the snowballing of that with more groups. So parallel to what happened in cannabis eight years ago, and what that leads to is uh, a need for supply chain. Because once the governments have issued permission for people to take it legally, then the policymakers need to ensure that there's a safe and reliable supply. The, the formulators need a safe and reliable supply and so do the patients. So 
at Haven Life, we, we're going to be providing that safe and reliable supply of compounds to the industry. Yeah, no, and I think, yeah, you guys are definitely, you know, moving in the right direction with that and having that foundation sort of, you know, developed early on is so important. Uh, I want to also ask a question. I'd love to throw this question out to other leaders and CEOs of companies here in the psychedelic space. Uh, for a lot of us, uh, our involvement in this space is it's quite personal in terms of what inspires us and what motivates us. You know, I, I myself, you know, I lost my father two years ago after a long battle with depression and addiction, saw his reliance, you know, going from one pill to another and just seeing how the healthcare system failed him. And that's really what motivated me. Um, but what about yourself? You know, what, what inspires you? What motivates you to be a part of this paradigm shift that we are experiencing here in terms of our approach to mental health conditions? What really is that fire, you know, inside of you as to why you want to be involved in the, in the psychedelic space? Well, it is a personal uh, connection and, and it's uh, very profound. I have five sons. Uh, my oldest son is 35. My youngest is 24. I've dealt with mental health issues with my sons over the decades. Um, two of them have anxiety disorder. Um, I had a suicidal 14-year-old um, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Uh, we got through that. He's fine now. Uh, my youngest son has Asperger's, so he's dealt with a bunch of issues. Uh, my middle son got hit by a drunk driver six years ago and was disabled. He became an opioid addict. I spent a couple of years watching him die from opioids. He just kept every day. There was less and less of him there. Um, and ultimately, it was cannabis that saved his life. And frankly, that was my motivation to get into the cannabis space when I saw what it did for him. And again, he's fine now. But um, when I look at the promise that uh, psychedelics and psychoactive compounds offer to people with anxiety, depression, PTSD, anger management, substance abuse, all of these different things, and, and feel that I, I, through my involvement with Haven Life, can contribute to offering hope to these people for a solution in the future, I mean, that's, that's my motivation is how, how do we help people to get well? Because there's, you know, 11% of the population that's currently dealing with, with mental health issues, that's going to grow. I think there's going to be um, an echo pandemic come out of COVID with um, half the survivors are now being diagnosed with anxiety or depression. You know, people like Chris Cuomo that went on his show and talked about that. Um, you're seeing millions of people that have been dealing with something that's bigger than, than any of the thing that the society's dealt with since probably the Second World War, where so many people have been immersed in a truly affective situation. So you lost your job, lost your business, lost a loved one, couldn't visit them in the hospital, had to cancel your wedding, um, have been trapped at home for 10 months. Whatever it's been, you can't have that many people go through that profound of a, a, a circumstance without there being some outcome. And then look at the people that were dealing, confronting this on the, on the medical side. So healthcare workers that were, you know, it was battlefield conditions for a long time and it still is and it could get worse. Um, first responders dealing with it. Um, Long-term care facility workers that saw a large percentage of their patients die in a sh very short period of time. So, you know, there'll be an echo. And, and the, culturally things have evolved so much in the last decade around mental health where there used to be stigma around you know um saying that you were being treated for mental health there's no stigma anymore it's okay to not be okay we've had you know lots of public service announcements around it we've had high profile um uh, celebrities talk about it and so um you wouldn't stigmatize someone for getting treatment for cancer why would you stigmatize them for getting treatment for anxiety or depression and and that's different 
than it was a generation ago. So um, that that brings that's my connection to the industry is a personal one of having dealt with mental health issues that I see continuing to grow in, in society. And what we're offering is hope. Right. I mean, those are some excellent points. I mean, I, I've said it before. I think if there was ever a time for psychedelics to make its way into mainstream society, uh, you know, the healing powers that it has to, to really, you know, help people out there now is the time, especially coming on the other side here of, of this pandemic where you mentioned, you know, so many people have been affected. So uh, that hope is so important. And so uh, that really is fantastic uh, to, to hear. And maybe to pivot a little bit here, you know, before I let you go, Tim, I want to talk a little bit, uh, you know, to those out there that, in, that are in the investment community. Uh, I know that we're starting to see the psychedelic space, you know, become far more crowded. You have a lot more companies starting to pop up. Yeah, it seems like every single month. So it's becoming increasingly challenging for companies uh, to get their message out there and to stand out. So if there is anyone out there, you know, in the investment community that maybe is taking a look here at Haven Life, you know, what would, you, what was the, what would be the message you'd like to get across to them? as we are finally here closing the chapter on 2020, getting ready to move into 2021. Big picture, you know, what, uh, what can we expect to see from Haven Life going forward? Well, again, let's, let's, let's go back to something you said earlier. What are some of the lessons that we bring from cannabis industry that we can look at? And they are things like not only having a good operational plan, but having a responsible capital table, having a responsible P&L and responsible cash flow so that you don't get in trouble, so that if you need money, um, you can get it when it, the timing is right. So you don't have to have a highly dilutive event and, and you know, um, undermine uh, shareholder value. So we've been extremely mindful of that. Uh, we just announced recently that we did a $10 million bot deal, uh, which gives us cash that takes us well, well into 2022 before we would need to go to the markets again, unless we make a change in our business plan. So I would, I would encourage investors uh, to take a look at the, the burn rate and the cash on hand so that companies have the appropriate runway, um, particularly companies that are looking at doing clinical studies, because that can be a three to five year runway before you get to revenue. And, and you know, do they have the cash to get them there and get to revenue? Um, that's why we've been so focused on having a plan to get to revenue and get to cash flow sooner through both supply chain on the restricted compounds and then uh, retail sale of natural health products. So um, we're pretty excited that what we built is sustainable and, and that we will have an ongoing business with, with good strength. And you know, when we get into revenue, then we'll be able to start providing some guidance to the market on what that looks like. Right now, we're, we're not doing that because it's too early, um, but we're, we're excited what our prospects are in the coming years to build a very significant company in this space. Right. And having that plan is so important. And, you know, it really seems like you guys are going about it methodically. And I think that is so important. It's having learned from the mistakes, again, that were made in the cannabis space. So, uh, you know, we can laugh about it now, but uh, it was an interesting time. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, well, Tim, you know, uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to add, you know, I want to just uh, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to, to join me here today. I hope we can keep in touch, have you on again. Maybe, you know, uh, as, as we move into 2021, I'm sure there's going to be more news coming out here with Haven yeah. Live. But uh, thank you so much again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. The one, the one thing I would like to say, David, is I'd like to thank my team. I mean, we've been, we've, we started during a pandemic. We've raised uh, $20 million. We've built an organization. We've started construction of a lab. We've put together a portfolio of uh, natural health products. And we've done it all in a pandemic. And that's due to the really 
deep commitment of our team. And I just want to thank them for all of their work. And that's not only our employees, but it's also our support um, associates, our, our board, everyone that's been involved has just done terrific work. And I'm very proud of what we've accomplished in the last uh, 10 months um, as a new company. So um, with that, I'll say thanks very much for your time. I look forward to chatting with you again. Likewise, Tim. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Global Track Solutions, Inc. and Psychedelic Spotlight does not in any way encourage or condone the use, purchase, sale, or transfer of any illegal substances, nor do we encourage or condone partaking in any unlawful activities. We support a harm reduction approach for the purpose of education and promoting individual and public safety. If you are choosing to use psychedelic substances, please do so responsibly. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the Psychedelic Spotlight podcast are those of their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Psychedelic Spotlight and Global Track Solutions, Inc.